0: Welcome to the Fence End Podcast, a tour special from Portugal. Um, As it's a tour special, we've got a few changes in the group uh, today. Uh, Liam 1 is away, so I'm taking over doing the presenting duties. I'm Kath, and with me today we have...
1: Simon. Uh, Liam 2. Fraser. James.
0: Okay. Um, So, it's been quite a while since we've done a podcast. Um, Some things have happened. I guess the first thing to talk about would be the manager.
2: Lampard in, yes, here we go. Frankie's in, so we're happy with that.
0: Um, yeah, so Michael Appleton leaving. Uh, does anybody have any thoughts? It was a little, little while ago now and the mood's changed quite a lot, obviously, with Pep coming in. But, um, it felt like, a, it actually, now
1: it feels like a good thing. It feels like a really positive move the club strangely because it, it seems like an absolutely terrible thing for him to go and at the time it was this is not a good idea but now things feel really good it feels like a, like it's if it was a positive change that came out of nowhere you what I was going to say In, initial sadness that he's gone mm. because of the, certainly the last, last couple of years brilliant times and but there's now an optimism there because of the replacement yeah it? that it's not now you mentioned Lampard. I think we could have become Ox- uh, Frank Lampard's Oxford United, mm. but we won't be Pep Clotet's Oxford United. In, if that makes sense, we, he's, a hard we, we, he's the hardest. So. He's yeah. Yeah. yeah, Clotet.
2: Clotet. 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 Yeah, for a while I did. He's going
0: to repeat that I mean. over Clotet. Clotet. Clotet.
2: Clotet. For a while, when Lampard was getting all the you know speculation, I was. I did fall into the oh maybe that would be good, maybe that would be, be really exciting and a lot of media attention but I think in hindsight it's Pepper's a much better appointment. Um, I honestly actually never, I hadn't heard his name before but I hadn't heard of Michael Appleton before he came here so you know and he was, all, he was average wasn't he. So, well, very know. good point
3: about Appleton that you didn't know him before he turned up but then the thing with the change is if you sort of spoke to most fans at the end of the tail end of the season, Appleton going was one of the biggest fears. But you sort of think about the way the club's built itself up of creating saleable assets, selling them and then getting something better. We could be in that position with the manager, we just didn't see it that we've sold the manager effectively, we've got a lump sum and we've got another manager who could be even better, I mean time is going to tell. But that's exactly the club's strategy, there's nothing different there, it's just happened on the coaching staff yeah
0: there's the fear wasn't there that everything stemmed from the manager and and what it was was why that recruitment process was so important that you've got somebody who bought into everything that Appleton did and believed in what he did as well didn't want to come in and go wow I'm I'm my own man I'll screw that up throw it out the window and do my own thing and from things I've heard Pep say um, he very much wants to build on what Michael's done, he's talked very positively about what Michael's done and taking that forward and how it's uh, evolution, not revolution. So it's a, a process. I think
1: because it's just one man coming in as well. He's not bringing a backroom staff, he's using the backroom staff that are there. Yeah. So there's very little change for the players in a way. They're, they're seeing the same physios, they're seeing the same guys doing the warm up, the same coaches there's not a massive change of mentality for them to have to adapt to a whole new backroom staff. They're just adapting to a new manager who may not be vastly different to how Afton wants to play. So Mm. I think
3: they'll find the transition easy.
0: Yeah.
3: It could be that Faz is the strength anyway. You don't know, right? We don't sit on the training ground. You don't know what's going on, but he could be part of the reason we've been super successful. So having him stay, creates that continui- continuity as well.
0: Well, I think in in Faz, one of the things we've got is an exceptional coach who's not very interested in being the main man, I know people talked about whether he would become a caretaker for a while or whatever, but um, I think he's spoken about in the past how he doesn't want to be at number one, he's done the coaching role for his entire football management side, um, and he, yeah, he doesn't want to be at number one. It's but is vastly experienced. So for somebody like Pep coming in and, and new to a number one role, he must be the ideal assistant, really.
3: Yeah. And it was a wonderful time to be an Oxford fan because I don't ever remember a time when it came to looking for a new manager where we had such an epic list of people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was checking every like, half an hour to see where the odds were. And, you know, no, it's all down to people's gambling habits. But there was no smoke without a fire. And I think those top five six candidates were certainly in the frame and having that caliber of person you know the like frank lampard yeah he might not have his coaching badges he might not have had that experience for him even to be mentioned with with foxford united just shows how we've come on yeah you know, go back to when wilder left and we got gary waddock just completely different situation yeah it? i
0: don't remember names. I don't remember people being excited about names with that appointment, where it was like every name that came in, there was, oh there's some good, some bad about each one. I'm going to be slightly smug and say I wanted Clotet from the beginning, so that's fine. Um, (laughs) It's like when you had gigs. His name. And
3: people would then go, Oh, yeah, I'm not. This is world class footballing people that we're able to put our noses up at and say, No, we don't fancy that We'll have the other world class <laughs> that's been mentioned come into the, yeah. the club. That's just, a, I think, a huge credit to the football club itself in getting, the, getting where we are.
0: Um, so, while all that was happening, um, there was the weekend with all the rumours about whether Michael was leaving or not. Uh, we signed Fiat Kelleher, which was a surprise, I think, to almost everyone. The fact that we signed somebody uh, while all that was going on, and that is probably a strength of the backroom staff, and that he was sold the club, and I think he said in his first interview that he came to play for Oxford United, not for Michael Appleton. He was quite happy whoever was the manager, because he believed in what the staff had told him was going to happen. Um so along with Fiacra over the over the summer, you might notice I'm the only person who says that name during the course <laughs> of this. Um, we've also and You just signed the big Irish lad. The just big Irish, Irish lad, Kelly, yeah. I Kelly. <laughs> think they call him. Um, we've also signed uh John Obika. Uh Obika? Obika. Uh, and this uh, this week we've signed James Henry and Dwight Tendali. Is that how we're going with that one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Scott Shearer, that was very early on, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Raglan, he's
2: signed on. And Raglan's signed
0: on a permanent deal, yeah. Um, thoughts on the signings so far?
3: Henry blew me away with his YouTube highlight reel. I mean, that was... Yeah, I can't wait to see him on the football pitch today.
0: Yeah, he's probably the the one that's a standout, exciting signing, isn't he? I think the others are uh, Raglan is a really good player and probably will be in the first 11 if not very close to it but because he was with us last year he's a bit everybody's like I forgot him then when we we're going mm-hmm. through the list mm-hmm. it's a bit like oh he's just one of ours isn't he um Fiacre I think is a young a, a one to grow through um
3: he seems a typical Appleton signing in that no one's ever heard of him <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I'm sure he'll do a great job for us
0: and from the very little i've seen of him so far but with the oxford city friendly and then the middlesbrough friendly the other day he looks quite decent with his feet for somebody who's about six foot seven um actually looks more comfortable probably with his feet than in the air um then then obviously with john obica from that lot down the
2: road obica's had a few problems with injuries and being out hasn't he but he um looks like if he, he can get fit which we have a track record recently of getting players fit and, um, he, know, he knows where the net is. The, the problem that leaves us with is
3: potentially we've got Hemmings, Thomas and Obika, who could all be 20 goal season strikers. And we don't like 20 goal season strikers because we like to vote that we've not got 20 goal season strikers. <laughs> yeah. Now we've got three of them. Yeah. So
2: I don't know quite what we're going to complain about. I mean, if they each get 20, that would be just fine. Like <laughs> <bit awkward.
0: laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the problem with all, all three have probably had either injury problems or whether it's settling in problems with Hemmings. So they're, the jury's slightly out on all three of them, aren't they? So, do One will think, come right, surely. Do we think we'll have any more in
3: up yeah. top? Yeah,
0: You're yeah. Yeah, I want we? loads.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. means double the squad.
0: Um, and the other ones to mention, um, briefly, are the three scholars that signed on because we've seen a little bit of them. Um, Manny's not out here on the tour because I believe he's broken a bone in his hand. Um, but Shannon Baptiste and Malachi Napper both took part in the Middlesbrough Friendly and I think Napper actually got mm. a lot of rave reviews. There was a lot of people asking who our number 11 was, you know, um, number whether 11? he was a, a trialist or... But, um, How old are I mean? they?
1: Just out of interest, you know, it, I mean, if he's a scholar, what, sort of 18, 17, 19. 12, 13, yeah. I think I was, Yeah, <laughs> well he looked, that was, the, when, when they were out on the pitch. He's short, pre- sure. yeah, he's quite short sure and you were kind of worried that, I remember, I was taking pictures of the game and the, watching the Middlesbrough team warm up and they all looked like sort of light heavyweight boxes. They were all huge. And I was a little bit worried for him. And he, he took the game and he's tried. But he had a, an, accept, I thought he had an exceptional game. Yeah, it he looked like he started bullied. to tire a little yeah, bit towards the end of the first half. He wasn't in Napa. bullied, yeah. which I was really impressed with him.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess he's about the same age as Baptiste, who probably didn't stand out as much, but had a fairly sort of solid game, game. But he's yeah. a very different physicality yeah. to, yeah. to Napper. He was he fitted in size wise with the the regular pros.
3: Relate. I've got a question about the the scholars. So not this year's group, but. Do you think it's the new lease of life for, say, James Roberts and other, the other sort of scholars who've now moved into the squad, been there for a while, been out on loan, like Stevens and who else have we got Roberts?
2: Well, I mean, when, when, when Appleton left, Roberts was one of the people I thought of, not that absolutely nothing against Appleton, but they clearly didn't get on, did they? There clearly was something there. And you felt if Appleton was going to at the club, Roberts certainly wasn't for, you know, it was going to go at some point. But I've got to say, and this is just one game, but I... On Tuesday, Wednesday night, I'm, I thought he was. I thought he was just out of his depth a little bit. Really. I know we're playing Middlesbrough, but he did. He looked more out of his depth than certain other players did. I
0: thought. I mean, but whether that's slowed him down, at all Like I don't know if you maybe years ago, Yemi went off, uh, during an off season, bulked up a lot and actually lost a bit of his pace. Um, whether it's a. Roberts looks like he's running fast,
1: but I don't think he actually is. He's one of those ones that. Look, he makes the movements. Like, like he looks like
0: he's powering forward. But I don't actually think he's, like, he's, he's that. He's a player hard. everybody really wants to do well, isn't he? He's yeah. the next mm. one off the production line, and you just always kind of hope, going, come Go on, kick on this time, yeah. on. He
2: clearly knows where the goal is, doesn't he? He's got some one or two screamers, but I think you've probably got to give a bit more consistency than that to break into the first team. He's got a year left, doesn't he? Is so a year, yeah, is, okay, right. um,
0: A bit of a make or break. Yeah first six probably six months he's got to show, especially with the new manager he's got to prove himself to Pep for now mm. uh, yeah, I don't know who who the other scholars Stevens you mentioned whether whether he'll go out on loan, try and get him some either conference or like like they did with uh, Crocombe, mm. but hopefully coming back in, um, I would guess that's the reason that Shearer's come in is to give Stevens the chance to go out on loan mm.
1: I would guess so yeah two of other players going out on alone as well. I think one or two I think Sam Long could be one that might be if we've got players who can play it right with the, the Dwight T come in, could play right back. I know um, Raglan played right back for a little bit on the game on Wednesday night. And you can see Sam Long perhaps having a season at a League Two club mm-hmm. and playing a lot of games, you know, and really improving over a season that you know, if he sat on our bench and didn't play an awful lot, might just stall his progress a little bit. And he's had a few injuries, hasn't yeah. he?
0: So it might be a good, good chance for him to go and get solid yeah. game time. So speaking of fullbacks, uh, I've just written down on my bit of paper, Marv, because I think that's an interesting one to talk about. Because there's a lot of talk last year of why, why is Appleton playing him at fullback when he's clearly a winger. And now we've got a brand new manager who's come in and said, Marvin Johnson is a fullback. Mm. I mean the people,
2: who don't, the fans who don't think he's a fullback. I I can see the point of view that I'm just as much as them imagining him to be this player who just bombs down the wing, gets to the edge of the byline, puts an amazing cross in, and and there's a goal, you know. But if Michael Appleton and Pep Clotet have both said, you know, two up and coming highly rated managers both think the guy's a fullback, or if we're to progress as a club, he plays the role of a fullback better than he does a winger, then. Yeah, who are we to not <laughs> who are we to say, well, you're both wrong, we're right. We see them once every two weeks. Yeah, you see them every day, but we're right.
1: Yeah, and it's not the first time a a, a wide player, not for us necessarily, has has ended up as a fullback. You know, some, some good the you know, good players over the years have, have changed position. Mm. it might just be a little bit Liam circum through most of his career, before he joined us, he played a holding midfielder. He hadn't scored a lot of goals. We obviously saw something in him where actually we'll, we'll play him in a slightly more advanced role because we can, we can see something in him that previous managers haven't. And Christy, it worked. Mm. So it could be
0: And Marv's best games last year were probably coming from deep, deep playing yeah. full back and overlapping yeah. and... Um, yeah. You reminds me a little bit,
3: not in style, but in that utility of being able to play, you know, at the back, in the midfield, and up front, of Paul Powell. Now, obviously, Paul Powell was a lot stockier and smoked a lot more. <laughs> but he was, a, he was very, very skillful. he had a burst of pace which could get round a man, he knew where the goal was, he could cross it, and he was not a stranger playing at left back as he was as well at left wing. And that was, a, you know, although it was a dark time for the club at the, the turn of the century, Paul Powell was a fan favourite because of that. And I think if we just let go of the fact that Johnson's going to play left back, just be happy that he's on the pitch, that's the best thing for us. Yeah, I
0: think it's come September, Johnson's on the pitch, Where you can put him in goal. Mm. If he's on the pitch and he's still our player, um, I think most people will be happy with that. Um, And actually, it's interesting um, with... Riberio, Riberio, Roberto. Yeah. we never decided on Rips, that, we were going for, I mean, um, yeah. on the other side, Chris
3: Ribs. yeah, uh, <laughs> he, looks,
0: he looks like quite a similar player actually to when Johnson plays at left back in the way he gets forward, that could be a really exciting to have, that's definitely a we'll score more goals than we concede type team, isn't mm. it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next thing on the list we've got to talk about is the tour. Since we are currently on it, it is coming to an end, sadly. Oh, um, no. Third tour. Um, some of us done all three in the room. Some have done some and not others. Uh, did this one rate? Everyone enjoyed yeah. themselves, enjoyed the week? Well, I don't know what there's not to like,
2: really. It's a holiday to do with Oxford United. <laughs> what, could not, what could you not like about it? It's been another great trip, I think, yeah. And everyone's got their opinion about which was the best one and which, what's the best sort of location but um yeah i think it's been another great trip i've really enjoyed
0: it there's been a bit of a debate raging on twitter about whether it will ever be as good in inverted commas as austria and i think i think one of the things w- with austria it was so spontaneous everything that, everything mm. that happened that it wasn't even a week was it, it was four days mm. or whatever it yeah. was was so spontaneous that that sticks with people but I've, I've done all three tours that we've done now. I think James, you've been on all three. Two. You've done two. two. Um, and every one of them has been different in its own way. And you've got, I've got memories from each of them from different things that happened. I
2: think we were saying recently, the, the analogy that's sort of been used is that Austria was very much like a night out that you get invited on five minutes before it happens, and you go out. And it's really good because you didn't have time to think about it and it was all new and it was spontaneous and you just did that and you came back again and thought, God, that was amazing. I think Spain, well, I love Spain, but maybe it suffered from the fact that it, ha- it had a whole year of hype and it had to live up to something else that, that I think it, it was a good trip, but it was, that was the sort of night out that you're asked to go on three months before it happens and people keep talking about it. It's like New Year's Eve. And people
0: build it up and expect it yeah, to be this amazing yeah. thing. But I mean, it's still,
2: you know, I saw someone on Twitter earlier say that um, that this argument's happening and they said, well, Oldham on the opening day isn't going to be as good as Borough or Swindon last year, but I'm still going, you know, I thought, yes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's still, it's still the club we love, isn't it? It's still a holiday to go and watch them, you know. I think
0: if you come into, if you come into these tours thinking it's not going to be as good as the one you went to last time, it's yeah. not going to be as good, but yeah. I've love, absolutely loved every single one of them we've done. Mm-hmm. And sitting around in a room recording this podcast now with people who aren't, always on it but mm. we've got a view of a pool outside and we went out for a meal last night and this you don't get that many oxford fans in mm. a small space that you can just everybody's mm. looking to have a good time and they've been brilliant in my opinion and i can't wait for next year's but know no, i know where we're I going
3: agree. i totally agree with you Annie. for me austria austria had a bit of emotion attached so for me it was all about oxford whenever i was playing europe you yeah. know like, tweeted about this and a few Liverpool fans got a bit upset about it but you know it is what it is um England, English fans got the English clubs got banned from Europe we therefore missed out on our chance to play and that always was a little bit of a shadow for um some Oxford fans I think of, of a certain age who were around then who would have loved to have seen us uh compete so whenever we get a European a sniff of a European fixture we get very excited about it and I remember when Pannonius, the Greek club, rolled into the manor, and that was all very exciting. But then Austria, for us actually to go away and then to be this uh, perfect storm of, Oxford's got a really good Twitter family of fans who talk and get to know one another. They might not know each other passing in the street, but people communicate a lot. And what Austria did was brought a load of those people together, we built that in with Appleton and a real positive attitude with the club. culminated in one evening where the players turned up, the music was right, and everybody was uh, very well refreshed with busy uh, <laughs> fizzy, fizzy um, barley water. <laughs> and we had a brilliant time. Now, this year is completely different. Yeah. You know, we, we've gone over that thing of not being in Europe. We're very proud of our football club, and Oxford fans do t- seem to get on with one another. And we all come away, and you can walk down the strip, you can walk in Old Town and bump into people and say hello. And that's a brilliant thing. And get to spend time with people that you don't normally get to spend time with as well. And it just adds in that thing that here we're in a room we're all talking about Oxford United like, and it's brilliant. And we're all a little bit sozzled, no hangovers in sight. And it just adds to that fun. Why wouldn't you want to go to somewhere you don't normally go with a bunch of people you like with the thing that you like, which is football? And I don't think we can, you know, you can compare it. But hopefully, we're going to be on 15 European tours in 15 years' time, and there's not going to be a ranking system then. We'll know that Neustadt was always the first. Yeah. But then after that, let's let's, you know, I personally, I'd like to go to a town and play another local site rather than playing British teams. But it's still fun. Yeah. You get out and bugger about. It's, it's
0: finding the balance, isn't it, for a tour between. <laughs> um playing good sides like playing two championship sides obviously from the squad's point of view is brilliant preparation but from our fans point of view we'd kind of like to see them play maybe a uh whether it's a french league team yeah. or whether it's a spanish la liga team we'd like to see something a bit different so yeah. it's finding that balance between. Um, because as preparation for the squad this is probably the best tour it's the best quality opposition we've played they're getting proper warm weather training um which austria for them it wasn't altitude training it wasn't it was warm but it wasn't done deliberately as warm weather training um Mm. that was much more of a get together i think wasn't it whereas this is now a bit more of a we're you know, quite getting quite high-level backroom professional staff if we want to prepare for the season fully. Yeah, um, and it's just finding that balance. But things like after the game on on Wednesday and hopefully after the game tonight, the little mingles that they do, where all the players came out, fans came out on the pitch. That's something that I think on European tours. Mm-hmm most other clubs don't really do have that connection. And that's always the thing I think that makes them special. When everything else happens, you get those little moments with the sun setting behind the stadium, the players hanging around doing as many selfies as people want, they weren't in a hurry to go anywhere. Um, I think whether the
2: club realise it or not, I think they do, those little moments mean so much to fans, you know, maybe players don't understand why they do, because you know, they're just people like you and me, aren't they? But they're, they're, to, to to us fans that I think those little moments of sort of talking to players and you know just being on a level with them I think that means a lot to the fan. It means a lot to me anyway. It does. Yeah. It does mean a lot. To yeah, you know,
1: know. Yeah. Um, credit to the players. They looked like they enjoyed it. Um, hopefully, they did enjoy it. But yeah, they it certainly looked came as if They, it, they didn't look grumpy. They didn't look like they didn't want to be there. They was said, they, they didn't, didn't look like people. they were
0: waiting to go? No, no,
1: they were quite happy and. You know, more than happy to chat with people, have selfies, talk about games last season, talk about hopes for the coming season and, and move on to the next yeah. group of people who are probably asking them all the same questions, but yeah. they look more than happy to be there, which I thought was credit to them.
2: And you know, something like that costs the club nothing to do, it? yeah. and it's such a great, you know, such a good thing for sort of fans, isn't it, to be involved at that level.
0: So moving on to next season, um, they've just announced that there will be a fans forum. There's obviously going to be a, a Oxfox fans forum, um, which was for members, but the club have now announced they're going to do their own fans forum as well, which will be completely open to the public. Um, I think that's a, on the
2: fans forum. I think that's a good thing in the club. I mean, there's it's no secret, is it, that it, there's been a bit of unrest towards towards the club from certain sections of fans in the last few weeks that. I think the club are doing the right thing by coming out and inviting fans to ask the questions that they want to ask
0: and it's slightly brave at this point when all right yeah with the appointment of pep things have calmed down and there's a bit more excitement rather than i think a lot of it was the anxiety wasn't it of of michael leaving um but it's—I still think it's quite brave of Daryl to say, "No, come and ask me your questions, and I'll answer them." I mean, he's great at answering questions. It's always the thing he's probably best at. is one-to-one.
1: Yeah, um, I'm just about to say exactly the same thing. When he, when he has been challenged by people, and when he has faced and answered questions, he, you're right—he answers them brilliantly. Right. He, he will talk to people around. He, you know, he's done that at um, at the AGMs. People have asked him tough questions at here, there, everywhere. Uh, and he yeah, you get face to face with him, and he'll convince you just about anything. Whether, whether what he's saying is right or not, I don't know. But he, he's got a way of, of getting across a point of view and making you think that he's right. But that's it's perhaps a, that's it's a brain-washed brain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But you could say it's, it's all those hot dogs you've been having. I didn't um, have one, he still <laughs> owes me one. Um, so, hopes for next season. Fraser, I'm going to come to you. Oh, God.
2: Uh, because four what, points, Matt's position. not here, yeah. so. Um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very difficult, isn't it? I mean, I, th- I said to you earlier in the week that... Um, obviously, we weren't recording that so people won't know that. But I said to you earlier in the week that um, um, we finished, for, what, four points short of the playoffs last season. Part of you sort of thinks, this is a very simple way of looking at it, had we gone out in the first round of every cup, would we have found four points in the league to push us into the playoffs? But there's a massive game of shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, that coulda gone either way, so... But, I mean... I think we've certainly got the squad to do it, playoffs that is. Um, I think we we might just be not quite strong enough to to get one of the top two spots. If we did that would be an amazing achievement. I'm going to say that I'd like us to make the playoffs and I think we can. James? Uh, I think Wigan Wigan and
3: Blackburn are probably going to take the tops two. I think they're just a bit too powerful. (laughs) I'd (laughs) like to see Blackburn collapse, not for their fans but for their owners. I think Rovers and Northampton will hopefully collapse, and you know go out the bottom of the division, and we'll finish third. Oh. Um. Great. I need mean more Joe Rothwells in the squad. What I mean by that is players we've not necessarily heard of, but have got a lot of hunger and aren't going to be um, playing silly buggers when they're not been selected. You know. Yes. Ruffles and, and, and Rothwell have been incredible in their attitude. Externally, they might not be that internally, they might be knocking on the manager's door every five minutes. But from outside, you look at two players who are happy to sit on the bench, happy to grind away, and then when they're given their chance, they deliver it. And I think what we need in the squad is more of those young, hungry players who want to come and learn, yeah. get that chance to slot in. Because I think our first 11 is pretty good once everybody's fit, it's then what happens in the middle of, middle of the year, well, middle of the, the middle of winter and injuries start picking up. And the other factor is the pitch, the home pitch. If it can keep healthy until March at least, we'll be all right. I think that's going to be a big factor for us.
0: But the, the players that we have signed, other than Kelleher, they're all slightly older than perhaps we have done in the past. And I think that's probably something that, I mean, it's something we spoke about through last year, not just us, but as fans. And as the team spoke fairly openly about, there was a naivety. Um, We had a lot of very young, hungry players. Our average age was tiny, like little baby children, Um, but bringing in players like, well, Mike Williamson, who's not signed yet, may have done by the time fraser gets around to editing this and putting it out but he's on the tour uh, on trial uh dwight dwight Tindale, um is obviously uh in his 30 early 30s i mean even james henry is later 20s isn't he and obica as well as 29 mm. i think so it's a, a bit more experience there brought in clearly that was a mm a key thing that they felt they needed to do. Well the
2: last season, when uh, the last sort of five, six games to go, when it became clear we probably were going to fall just short of the playoffs, Appleton started saying in his interviews after games that the plans for next year were going to be adding experience, you know, experience heads that he felt we were lacking slightly. And um, I mean, I, I guess with the exception of, ten, is it Tendale, We, we, there's probably all signings that he was lining up before he went. Yes, it sounds as though he's definitely
0: a pep one with the connection. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The The other other three, I'd imagine... I think they were, yeah, the
0: backroom staff. um, Yeah, that whole team, Because that's all stayed
3: as it was, so... It it might have been the panic in the squad when, if you think to some of the grim games last year, specifically the games against Coventry away and Coventry at Wembley, where Coventry set themselves up to play a certain way, and players... Just couldn't find a way to get past them and started to panic and started to panic a little bit. and maybe if there's a bit more experience on the pitch at that point, they could have you know altered things changed things a little bit calmed things down. Um, and that might be what Appleton was alluding to, but I think as well the players
1: that we've had last season who were young are that year older. They've mm-hmm. had those, they've gone through those experiences they will have learned as well. You know they'll, they'll be able to draw on the experiences from last season and hopefully not repeat any errors that were made, you know, we've, we've got, the, the squad is growing together, mm. so, you know. I think Roswell really going to sunshine yeah. in the season. Yeah.
0: Uh, Simon, how do you think we'll finish?
1: I think if, with the players that we've got at the moment, and hoping we keep all of them and add to them, I think we could, we'll, we'll, I think we'll go better than we did last year. What we were just saying, I think the experience we've got... Um, Four
0: points better? To, yeah, to I, I, think we'll,
1: I think we'll sneak the playoffs, I think we'll, we'll sneak into the playoffs. Whether we'll win them then, I have no idea, that a lot will depend on all sorts of stuff. But I think there's, we have added experience, we've, the players we've added will bring something that we've perhaps not got, that little bit of game management that we lacked a little bit. Um, and, and the players that we've got have, have had a season together, and hopefully we'll see the real Kane Hemmings, you know, the, the players that came in and haven't done as well as they, they had the, the talent to do. We I'd be really just... interested to see Hemmings play with Obeca. Be, yeah.
0: Oh, be, yeah. Um, because he looks much more of a target man, yeah. and even just in the two, well, the one game they played, for the 45 minutes they played together against Middlesbrough. Um, Hemmings did much more of the chasing than I've seen him do yeah. before.
1: Yeah, I think um, that's his game. It
0: took that pressure of having the long balls chucked at him yeah. off him to go and do the other bits um, and be a bit more of a pain. Mm. And that's what we expected his... from Thomas as well. Thomas was supposed to be. I think somebody described him as a, a better version of Danny Hilton. He was meant to be a pain in the backside of centre halves. So maybe that's a, a position we lacked before. We tried mm. with Taylor and we tried with um, Martinez mm. um, to have a player like that. M- Martinez was probably a bit too young to play that that role that we needed from him. But maybe Obi oh, could, could okay. be that one. Hopefully, to go in playoffs. I think just
1: just, just playoffs. you're well,
0: going well, yeah, right? to agree with Fraser. Yeah, um, I agree with Fraser. I you
2: might. We've renewed that contract. We, we have yet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and specifically, all of the things that Fraser
2: said Good. in this podcast or life? Well, uh, it's life, isn't it? <laughs> a little, a little column A, little column yeah. <laughs> that's all right.
0: Yes, so, to wrap up, we'd like to say hello to, as usual, to our, our avid fan, Tim Walker. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi. Tim. Hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs>
3: Thank you to the tea lady, Oxford United tea ladies, for providing us the tea. Hi
0: tea lady. Hi tea lady. Hi. Uh, Yeah, and thanks for listening to you out there. Um, Tim again, probably. Um, And we will see you at some point, or listen to you. No, you'll listen to us at some point during the season. Uh, bye. 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 Bye.